It is Super Bowl week, and we are joined by special guest Gotham City Vig to help us break down the big game. Here we go. Super Bowl 57, just days away for our Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. We're ready, here to get fired up. Uh, We got some media night, media evening comments to get to. We'll give our thoughts on the game, and then we'll hear from a special guest that I got to speak with uh, Sunday evening. He is on Twitter, at Gotham. City Vig, he gave us an in-depth breakdown of the game, some props, uh, some some knowledge. So great conversation there. Definitely stick around. We'll get to our spot in the shade line, and we'll close out with bomb and mine, bomb and eyes game picks. So let's bring them in. Let's not waste any time here. We got a lot, lot to tend to. Very special week in the city of Philadelphia. Bomb, what's going on? What's up, G? How you feeling, man? What's going on? I'm hype, dude. I'm hype. Um, I feel good. I'm feeling good. Took care of some administrative things. Not really speaking too well early in this podcast, but took care of some things in the bye week, the off weekend. Didn't catch the Pro Bowl. Um, wasn't too worried about about any balloons flying over this country or anything like that. Just took care of some, some business, and uh, we're going to be ready to rock this weekend. Yeah, likewise. I mean, if you guys haven't already, for our loyal listeners, th- this is this week – Particularly the day this episode drops, Wednesday. Thursday is a little too tight. Wednesday, calendar management day, right? You know, you got to pull a Joel Embiid, which means that if you don't actually take that day off next month, Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, load management. Every one-on-one, every team meeting, tentative, tentative, tentative. Any way we could push this to tomorrow? Any way we could do this after, you know, 1230? My, my, my morning's a little booked. You know, you know how it is, Monday morning. So think about that. You know, I'll leave you that little tidbit. Load management, right? Just like Joel. Can't be working too hard here on a Monday morning after the birds win the Super Bowl. That's right. I put the uh, I put the request in for, for the day off. Uh, early last week, a spe- special co-worker of mine sent out the reminder. He said, you got to get that get that PTO request in. And, and we jumped right on it. So, so no work. After Super Bowl 57 on Monday, hopefully a celebratory day. But if it's if it's a sad day, uh, I don't think a lot of work would be getting done regardless. <laughs> so we'll celebrate. We'll have a good time Sunday and enjoy the game. But first, I think we got to get to to media night. You know, it's Super Bowl 57. The teams got down there Sunday, and they have this big media craze. Monday night, you got Radio Row. You don't need Radio Row. You need TFTS. TFTS, so man! coming to you live so thanks for listening um but there were some things that stood out uh you know you get you get everybody and anybody at super bowl media night uh so you get a a wide range of questions stuff that you don't hear throughout the regular season and even the playoffs um really reserved just for the super bowl but uh what stuck out to you bomb from from media night that you kind of want to go over here yeah, uh, a couple things. So first I'll start with with the HC, the head coach, Nick S. 
our boy Nick S. He was reserved, man. I mean, I, he he loves like kind of ch- you know being a chummy guy in front of the Philly media at the press conferences, in front of the you know the Eagles banner at the Novacare G. I didn't see that a lot last night. I saw a guy who was pissed when somebody asked him, "Is this game a must win?" Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking must win. Just answer the question said, yeah. I saw a guy who was standing next to Big Red, Andy Reid, getting interviewed, who looked like there was steam coming out of his ears. A guy who really didn't want to talk about anything related to the game and just wanted to kind of get to get down to work, get down to business. I mean, I was really... Because the thing is, a guy like Sirianni, you know how he is and how he is with the media. He's like actively rejecting what this media week is which I think is a very, very good sign. You think it's a good sign? I'm, I'm kind of kind of on the other side because I feel like he eats, eats that stuff up. You, you kind of said it. He's, he's done it all year. He's eaten it up. But he, he, he was very, very reserved. He had the one-word answer to the must-win game question. But I also think it could be a good thing, and it's, it's kind of a different setting for him. Um, and – you know, if he if he's goofing around Super Bowl week and, and making making light of Super Bowl media day, like they're there for one reason, and it's to win the game. So I, I think you're right; it sends a good message uh, to the rest of the team. And he's he's like the kind of guy too where he just strikes me as a head coach. Where like if 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 you know him personally and you're a media guy, like he's probably a decent dude and like willing to kind of answer your questions. But the spectacle of media week. You know, the non-Philadelphia sports writers, the guys who aren't there on the road grinding it out with him, with his team. He's got no interest in that. You got to respect that. So I, I, I think you're on the right path. Um, we heard from Jeffrey Lurie as well. Had a lot of people up in arms, especially you, Bomb, regarding the current quarterback, uh, maybe some digs at the last quarterback uh, we we know you love to talk about that, so give us give us your thoughts on, on what was said and uh, some of the implications. Just an incredible, incredible interview. I mean, the comments from Jeffrey Lurie, who I think, outside of Robert Kraft, best owner in the NFL, I think he's clearly the best owner in the city. Middleton maybe right behind him. But Middleton. Baseball's different. They can spend the cash. But in the city, I put Lurie right up there. He's done it with different coaches, done it with different different teams. He gets interviewed about his quarterback, his guy, you know, who's currently the 54th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Gee, he's behind Nick Mullins. He's behind Trevor fucking Simeon. Blaine Gabbert, C.J. Bethard, and Kyle Allen, right? So they ask Jeffrey Lurie, what's gonna, are you going to get a deal done? What's going to happen? And Lurie basically said, you know, this isn't really the time and the place to talk about that. We got. Bi- I love his answer, by the way. Talk about a guy who's just all about the business. We, we got to take care of a job here. And anyway, they, they keep pressing him, keep pressing him. He talks about... All the characteristics of Hurts. And frankly, it's like a list of things that Carson Wentz isn't. Uh, A team leader. A a grinder. A gritty guy. The kind of guy who's always going to be there, come in, work hard. The kind of guy who, in the offseason, you know, looks at his flaws, looks at things he can improve, and actively improves upon them. 
the kind of guy who can inspire a team, etc. And, um, you know, the quote that he had was like, he's exactly what we're looking for. Uh, he even made the comment about like franchise QBs. He's like the thing that the thing that I love about Jalen, he doesn't care about the t- the 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 uh, the nomenclature franchise QB, you know, star QB. He just comes in and he does a job. I mean, to hear that from your owner, like, at, at, you know, as fans, we don't have voting privileges on who owns our teams, right? But to hear this guy who clearly gets it, clearly is looking for the same traits you or I would look for in a guy leading a company, leading our team if we were in his position. I mean, it was great to hear. And it doesn't sound like they're going to spare any expense in keeping this guy around. It's just, it's amazing. You know, when you think about where we were with with Wentz and the purgatory and the cap hit, et cetera, and to have this guy, and uh, there's a reason I'm wearing this tonight. For those of you who are just listening in, there's a reason why I'm wearing this tonight. The old Permian, 45, the captain on the front. Y'all want to win? Put Booby in. And let's, let, let's not forget that Jalen Hurts wore this jersey in that you know season that was filled with turmoil. When CJ was the starter and, and, and Hurts starts starting games and he starts rocking this. To the game. Y'all want to win? Put Booby in. Well, guess what? They put Booby in, and we're fucking winning. And we're fucking winning on Sunday. Yeah, it's uh, it's encouraging to hear that from the top. And just to see everybody on the same page, pulling pulling the rope in the same direction. Um, but hopefully, for, for my sake, maybe maybe some of our followership's sake, uh, Jeffrey Laurie's comments, uh, your comments, and, and this game on Sunday can finally put put the CJ comparisons and discussion to rest. Yeah. Yeah. This will be it. I mean, I I don't, I don't know that we, I mean, absent a 30 for 30, which by the way, if I hit the lottery or I hit in like the stock market and I got money to play with, I will finance a 30 for 30 on CJ uh, and, and the turmoil and what happened. Um, but man, I think we can with with a win on Sunday, we can slam that book shut. We never have to talk about that fraud ever again. And uh it's just it puts a smile on your face, man. I mean, because that that Super Bowl that the Eagles won in 2017, it was a great team. I don't know that it was a team obviously easy to say in retrospect, but not built for the near and the medium term. They did that through a lot of free agent signings. This team is st- stacked with with draft capital, uh, and, and, and it's 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 really easy right now, G, to sit here and think about another two, three Super Bowl appearances with a with a young quarterback like Jalen Hurts with a young receiving core. Can they can they keep the trenches filled with stars? I mean, this is a different story than than what we had in 2017. It is, for sure. You talk about young talent. Uh, you even think about, like, the guys that, that are on their way out, maybe Cox, Graham, Kelsey. Like, it seems like the, their replacements ha- have been drafted uh, and are being groomed by the vets that have kind of been the core of this team si- since, like, the early 2010s that, that helped us win the Super Bowl. 
in 2018 and helped us to uh, to another appearance here. Now you're going you're going two to three more, man. I'm I'm just looking for a win on Sunday. Yeah, and yeah. To be clear, not not two or three more, uh, you know, Super Bowl wins. But I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you know, absent obviously a career changing injury to somebody like a Jalen Hurts, who's a dual threat guy. You know, you look at Russell Wilson, he got the two, right? Obviously the horrific pick at the end. But could a guy like a Hertz get you get you to the dance three times, right? He's already done it once. We'll see if he can win it. But he's a dynamic guy. The receivers are young, the tight ends young. Can they continue to keep that? I mean, it's 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 like Christmas morning, G. I mean, we got a young coach. We got a we got a DC who you know we we killed JG, our boy JG, with the A-frame hat and the goofy sunglasses. He wants to be. I mean, this is like it's it's one big love fest. <laughs> I'm fired up, man. We're not, we're, dude. We're not used to this. I I even said that uh, to our guest in the interview coming up. Like it's just an odd time to be an Eagles fan because everything feels right it feels like it's working and it doesn't feel like a flash in the pan so you look at you look at the great patriot teams i mean i'll even give kudos to the chiefs and what they've been able to do in the past five years uh it's just that consistency of you know leadership from from the coaches uh the the core players and it looks like the eagles are are set up for for something similar barring anything tragic kind of like you alluded to but in terms of like the media stuff I got to give a shout out to uh, to that dude Kyle Pagan with Crossing Broad. I don't know if you saw it; it just came out like tonight before we recorded. But he asked Howie Roseman, like, "How's it feel to continue to rip off every GM in the league?" Like, those are the <laughs> questions you you get at these media nights. And Howie's like, "Well, I really cherish the relationships I have with the other general managers, and I hope the deals work work out for for both sides." So very uh, very good political answer out of Howie. But I thought that was a great question out of Kyle but I mean otherwise it's it's a lot of a lot of jibber jabber a lot of a lot of nonsense uh, I like to take the the 2018 Alshon Jeffrey approach and be like man I ain't here for this shit I'm here to play football yeah like, I love, here I, for I lo- by the way I love guys like that like like the old Marshawn Lynch the you know the Alshon like I'm just here so I don't get fined deal it is. It is like all hoopla, and it's and it's all. I mean, is it really for the fans? I mean, I if you told me media week didn't occur, media day didn't occur, I wouldn't give two shits. I, you know, it's something to talk about. Um, obviously, the NFL sells tickets; they sell it to the TV and the sponsors and the whole thing. But yeah, it's all it's all bullshit. They you saw know, so they rolled out Kelsey's mom; she brought him cookies and the whole thing. I could do without that. I mean, nice story, but come on. I mean. Is she going to flip the coin or is she not? I feel like that's all we're waiting on. I've heard enough about Mrs. Kelsey. A great lady, I'm sure. Lo- lo- love love both of them. Travis, a good guy, you know. Sea Isle guy, you could say. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, we're you and I, we're bus- we're business guys, you know what I mean? I'm here I'm here to win a game. I- I'm here to tune in at 6:30. I don't give a shit about uh, Rihanna, my umbrella, under my umbrella. I don't give a shit about the pregame nonsense. If you could just teleport me to the moment Jake Elliott is approaching the ball on the tee and he's about to boot it, you know, as they open and kick off, I, I would take that. I don't. I don't need any of this. Just need like 
two or three cold ones in you and one more in your hand and you'll you'll be ready to rock. But it has been has been a love fest. Uh, obviously the Kelsey brothers story and and get the family involved. Uh and it's also been a little bit of a love fest. I saw some of the things Andy Reid had to say. Um about his respect for Philadelphia and he cherished his time there and working with Howie and watching Howie grow and and build this team and I I don't know. I just kind of like that with with Hertz and with Sirianni, like there's not really any history here. And we talked about it at the top, like kind of seeing a little bit of a different Sirianni this week, but like there's, there's not a whole lot of lovey dovey shit coming out of our guys. And I'm, I'm kind of loving that. Dude, it's, it's so true. And, um, the no lovey dovey stuff, but the, the other thing to comment on G here is, uh, did this cross your mind at all when you saw, you know, like a Jalen Hurts sitting in front of the microphone? And and what I'm going to ask you is, he's sitting in front of the microphone, he's getting asked these dumb questions. You know, you look at him at Mahomes sitting on the stage talking to Hurts, doing most of the talking. You know, you look at Mahomes answering questions, all these guys answering questions. And I look at a guy like Jalen Hurts who's got the hat pulled down, sitting in front of the microphone like a freaking natural. You know why? Because he was there in every fucking college football playoff. He was there in every fucking SEC title game, every national championship. When you draft guys who are winners at the collegiate level, they've seen, they may not have seen Super Bowl week with assholes dressing up like it's fucking Halloween, but they've answered every dumb question. They've stood in front of the cameras and the microphones and everything else, and they know it's a fucking business trip. Yeah, you gotta love it. Yeah, the last the last thing I'll mention, um, two things, but the the first being the clown that was like, "Hey, Jalen, just wanted to let you know. I said on the record, I never thought you guys would get to the Super Bowl with you as the quarterback, and I wanted to apologize." And he just Jalen has a long pause and just goes, "Cool." It's like all, all all the bozos, all the Wentz bozos, you know, all the people this time last year that said we're not so sure about Hurts, doesn't have the arm, this and that. But I'd say the other good thing that that I think has come out of it, like all the positive talk and all the maybe the lovey dovey part from the Eagle side has just been about like each other and the the team itself and the guys and the coaches and again everybody kind of pulling the rope in the same direction. So um, good, good little precursor, good little teaser, but. It's not going to get me to Sunday, so and by, we should by, get to Sunday. By the way, I'll I'll close on this. Did you hear what Sirianni said about kind of like not maybe not necessarily a turning point in the season, but when he knew this team was like destined for something special? Did Did you hear this? He cited the Jacksonville game. He goes, "We're down fourteen nothing at home, playing in the rain against Jacksonville, a good team." And these guys didn't quit. They didn't fold. They had belief in one another, and they come back and they win that game. So I get killed for selling tickets all year. I'm out there sitting in the rain. I'm the bomb is there for basically the turning point of the season. Doug was there. A lot of very good omens here. G. That was when they knew this is a special team. Man, you're really tying it all together, but I'll I'll I'll, t- I'll take it, man. Um, but yeah, just just to pivot and get, and get to the game, we'll give our picks at the end of the episode here. 
Um, but just like, how are you? How are you feeling about the game? I think the line is kind of chilled out a little bit and sat at Eagles minus one and a half. The total fifty and a half. Um, you know, what, what what are your feelings as we sit here like five days away from from the Super Bowl? Well, you got to take the emotion out of this. Um, and I'll give my pick at the end, but I'll tell you a little bit about, about my process, G. All right. Of how I feel, because you, you, it's very easy to get wrapped up in, uh, we knocked out two quarterbacks, we smoked the 49ers, Eagles big. So I went back to the other biggest games the Eagles have ever played in. I watched the 2002 NFC Championship game at the Vet uh, against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, it's on YouTube. I, I implore anyone listening to this podcast, if you are thinking about betting on the Chiefs, go on YouTube, type that in, watch the game, you'll reconsider. I watched the 2003 uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, uh, Carolina Panthers at, at, uh, at the link. Um... I watched that game. I watched the NFL Network uh, 2018 uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus the New England Patriots at Arrowhead. First time the Chiefs had hosted an AFC playoff, uh, AFC championship game in over 40 years. And I watched all three of those. And then I watched Super Bowl 52. And I know different coaching staff, different players, etc. Same guys dialing down saying, you know what, throw the flag. You know what, go for it. The analytics are the same, G. But I watched all all four of those highlight packages, games, the whole thing. I don't think there's any way Andy Reid outcoaches Nick Sirianni. I came away from watching all those big games thinking to myself, there might be no way that the Philadelphia Eagles can lose this game on Sunday. I don't, I don't know if I'm prepared to put you know, a mortgage payment on it or a down payment on a house on it. But I think we're approaching that four-figure bet with something <laughs> other than a one in front of it. Minimum two. Good God. That's how confident. If you go back, I'm, I'm, I'm begging everyone on here, begging you. Go on YouTube. Watch those two NFC Championship games. You will think to yourself, if you watch, because we were what? We were how old? But if, if you're sitting there in your early 30s, mid-30s, et cetera, and you watch those games, you're going to think to yourself, how the fuck did we ever think that Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb were ever going to deliver a Super Bowl in this city? Some of the most pathetic, disgusting game plans, s- some of the worst play calling I've ever seen, it, it, it boggles the mind. So... Was McNabb a system quarterback under Reed, perhaps? Or is it possible that Andy Reed's a system coach? And when I say system coach, a guy who just needs a Patrick Mahomes. I don't have any belief in the Chiefs. They're secondary. Rookies all over the place. I, I Eagles are going to feast. It just depends. Do you want to do it on the round or do you want to do it in the air? You take your pick, Nick. It's interesting because I feel like all the talk that I've heard and even just talking to people over the weekend, I was at, at a retirement party. You're talking to some some older folks, aunts, uncles, 
Everybody's fired up. It's a great time. Go birds. Uh, you know, I ra- ra- ran into a stranger at a Wawa, someone I hadn't seen in a long time. Hey, how are you? Go birds. Like, it's awesome. But like everything I hear is how we can't, we're, we, there's no way we lose this game. There's no way we lose this game. And like, yeah, I'm pretty confident, but there's certainly a chance that we could lose this game. But you talk about looking back on some of Andy's finest work. Uh, I caught, I believe it was 04, the divisional game against the Vikings. That came up on my YouTube feed. And I was watching that game laying in bed. And I think the Eagles got out to a lead, and they just were not able to kind of lay the hammer down and, like, put the team away despite the great effort from, like, a Jim Johnson defense on Culpepper and Moss and that attack. So we know Andy very well. He's he's great. With the first 15, he's great in the first quarter. Um, but he's is he great after that? I don't know. Um, so, I mean, the guy ruined my childhood. There were tears, sad tears coming out of my eyes in 04 when they lost to the Patriots. I had happy tears coming out of my eyes when they won in 18 with Doug Peterson, um, also against the Patriots. So, I hear you. I just... I don't know. It's just like, how can it all be so easy? But I will go back, and I'll say it at the end again when we pick the game. You got to go back and just think about all the conversations we've had this year, Bomb, and what is what has been the constant. We've all, we've said the Eagles have been the best team in the league all year. I think they're the better team on paper going into Sunday night. I don't think they're at a disadvantage. Uh, with the coaching situation. So I'm confident as well. Um, it's just, it's a new, it's a new feeling as a fan to have this kind of confidence in our team. But I think it's, I think it's well-deserved. I, th- I think it's right. I don't think people are wrong, but I just think it's a little asinine to be like, oh, we're playing Patrick Mahomes, who's had his third Super Bowl in five years and say, there's no chance that we lose this game. Like that, that's a little absurd. Well, you can call it absurd. Let me give you two more data points. Let me let me give you two more data points that might inform your thinking here. Uh, the first data point, all this talk about the baby goat, Mahomes' quest to track down Brady. He's the second quarterback in NFL history to reach three Super Bowls in his first six years, only to Tom Brady. Gee, I know you know this. Let's be clear about Mahomes' Super Bowl victory. The the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers 31-20. The starting quarterback for the 49ers was Jimmy G, the head coach, the fraud, the stroke fest, Kyle Shanahan. Heading into the fourth quarter, the Chiefs were in dire straits. If you remember that game, it was... 20 to 10. The Niners were up. Jimmy G had a shot down the middle of the field, even at the end of the game, to win the game. And they end up getting, the 49ers end up getting shut out in the fourth quarter. The Chiefs score 21 in the fourth quarter. They win the game by what appears to be a great margin. But for most of that game, they did nothing. They, if they were facing anyone competent, either at head coach or quarterback, even Shanahan could have won with somebody a little bit better than Jimmy G. They lose the game. So you're talking about Mahomes 0-2 going into a Super Bowl here against Jalen Hurts. A winner. 
The second data point I'll give you. We talked about the Eagles. You mentioned it, right? They've been the best team in football all year. You and I have commented all fall, all winter about how bad the league has been all year. Is there something to the division? So so hear, hear me out for a second here, right? Philadelphia Eagles playing the NFC East. G-Men and Cowboys go, both go to the playoffs. Washington, a decent, mediocre team. You know what I mean? Not a doormat. Who did the, Chief, who did the Chiefs, you know, have to beat in the AFC West? The, the, the fraud that is Excel boy out there in, uh, in L.A. with the Chargers and Herbert. Uh, 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 Josh McDaniels, who's a bum, who benches Derek Carr. And then Mr. Subway, Mr. 250, a, a guy with his own team, massage therapist, physical therapist, all coming into the complex. Russell Wilson and the, and the Broncos. And, and I'm supposed to believe that the Chiefs have a chance to win this game? I, I don't believe it, G. I mean, that's all I have to say on the matter. Just, just look at what division they're representing. Look at who the best team in the league has been all year long. Look at the history of Big Red, you know, who's going to choke. Look at Mahomes, who's not 100%. I, I don't know if I've ever felt more confident. 2017, 2018, that, that Eagles team that won the Super Bowl? We had belief, we had faith, but you're playing the GOAT. You're playing Tom Brady, you're playing Belichick. We're playing fucking Andy Reid! He's 3-0 and <laughs> against the Eagles! Dude, we are going to fuck him up so bad in the Super Bowl. It is going to be so much fun. It is going to be a party. I am so excited. I'm excited too, and I, th- I think you make a lot of good points. I think I'm just being a little bit a little bit cautious because I agree that their division's weaker. I agree that the league is weak, um, but, but I, I don't think the Chiefs are by any means like a horrible team or, or a bad team. No. Um, they, they, got, they, they got some help last week, right? Um, some, some controversial calls and, and stuff like that, so that game could have gone either way. But when you look at the Chiefs and the Eagles and how they match up on paper, I mean, the only surefire spots where the Chiefs are better than the Eagles are at the quarterback position and at the tight end position. And all you need in in one day is, you know, for her, maybe Hurts to, to outplay Mahomes. Maybe it doesn't happen eight out of ten times or the majority of the time, but if it happens one day, the Eagles are, are really good shape if that happens on Sunday. And we, we have a great tight end too. So, like, those are their two glaring uh, advantages. That's all they got. And I think they they can be neutralized by the, by the rest of the advantages that the Eagles have. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I I agree with all of your points. Honestly, I am confident. Uh, I'm just trying to keep it a quiet confident because it's one day, it's one game. Anything can happen. So much crazy shit happens in these Super Bowl games. Um, but I'm confident as well. Anything else you want to drop on us before we send it over to the Batman? No, the the only other thing I want to drop, I mentioned the games you should check out if you want to prep and you know watch prepare for the Super Bowl. If you get a chance to watch that 2018 AFC Championship between Brady and uh, Mahomes, Patriots and Chiefs, Belichick shut them out in the first half, like shut the Chiefs out in the first half. They played man press all the way up in, and they don't they, 
this Chiefs team doesn't have Tyree Kilgey. They played man press all the way up on all these guys. They they let their front four, their front five get home. And they just basically said, if you can run past us and you have enough time to get it down the field, great. But we don't think you can because our guys up front are going to get home. If Jonathan Gannon doesn't look at that footage, doesn't evaluate that game, the greatest defensive mind probably of all time, Bill Belichick. I I would expect as a fan for JG, Mr. Soft, Mr. We'll let you catch it in front of us, Mr. We're going to let you go 15 plays. We're going to bend. We don't break. If this guy's as smart as they say he is, if he's truly a head coach material in another town, whenever he gets an opportunity, he will look at what Belichick did and said, you know what, Slay, Bradbury, go win us a fucking Super Bowl. Get right in their face. Beat the shit out of these guys. They're not going to run past you. Let's let our front four get home. I think that's the move. You let the front four do the work. Maybe it's a double of Travis Kelsey all day or a lot of the day. And you let Bradbury and Slayer earn those flowers that, that they want so badly that they're always talking about. So we'll see if it holds up. Um, I've been biting my tongue on, on some info and saving it for our guest interview. Uh, a big thanks to the Batman at Gotham City Vig for joining the show. We'll send it over to him for an in-depth Super Bowl preview. Uh, all right, let's bring him in. We're excited, very excited to welcome our next guest, uh, Two Thoughts from the Shade, to help us get ready for Super Bowl 57. He is one of my favorite followers on Twitter, at Gotham City Vig, uh, and one of the sharpest dudes when it comes to sports betting. So we had to have him on before the big game. He is the Batman Bat. First off, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, and how are you feeling as we sit here about a week out from the Super Bowl? Man, it's uh, Sunday, the week before, seven days before, right? At about uh, this time, game will be going on that we're recording. Um, Fly Eagles Fly versus Chiefs Kingdom in Arizona. Warm weather, beautiful stuff. Can't wait for next Sunday night, man. One of my favorite days of the entire year for uh, watching sports. No doubt I'm with you. The teams, uh, teams just took the trip down there today. We saw them. Saw them land in Glendale. They'll get ready. Uh, but before we kind of get to the game, I just wanted to get your take on this Eagles team, your overall impressions of, of the squad, the season, and this playoff run. I mean, a, a lot of the the national talk has been the schedule was soft. Uh, you know, they, they lucked out last week with Purdy getting knocked out of the game and then playing the Giants. Kind of so, some doubt and so, some trash talk uh, from the big talking pundits about the birds, but just curious to get your overall evaluation of the team. <clears throat> Well, as many of my friends are uh, living and from Philly, you know, what Nick Sirianni has done since he was hired uh, is, is remarkable. I don't know how else to say it. This is kind of reminiscent of, you know, the Bengals organization, the Bengals situation, you know, what, you know, Zach Taylor has done. I mean, these guys are very similar into how they've really taken an organization and, you know, and just made it so much better. You know, a couple young guys, I I'm super impressed. Um, Jalen hurts has completely flipped the script on how he's performed. Uh, he gets better every game, every play. He handles himself well in public. He's a winner. I, I, I got nothing but praise for him, man. And for, you know, all the Philly people, they've got a, they've got a great shot on Sunday. 
Yeah, we love and we're excited. It's 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 an odd time because as Philly fans, we're we're kind of used to to taking it on the chin and coming up short and lo- losing big games. But it's just like odd because just talking to people over the weekend and, and getting ready for this game, like most people are pretty confident. It's just it's just an odd time uh, to to be an Eagles fan and be in this situation with with a team built uh, like this current one. Uh, now you go to the game. We'll get ready for the game. Uh, the first thing I wanted to ask you, I know, I know you size up matchups, injuries, officials, all sorts of information, but just, <laughs> just, just to start, I mean, where do you, where do you see the Eagles having success uh, in this matchup with Kansas city? Uh, you know, what kind of game plan are they going to put together to try to move the ball, score some points and then slow down Mahomes and, and company as well. So, you know, if you look at the overall season, of what Kansas City's done and their liabilities on defense, it has to start with, you know, the run game for the Eagles with the offensive line. It has to start there. And, you know, I got to be honest with you, you know, when I was watching Lane Johnson, I went back and watched the last game, right? I had never seen him get off quick like he did before. You know, that's the talk, you know, this past week. I think it's because of his core injury. I think he has to get off so he can get into position to block. Right. So in the run game, that's not as important. So he's more efficient with this injury in run blocking than he is in pass blocking. And I mean, I'm sure that they recognize that. Right. So, you know, the run game is going to be huge here. I mean, the Chiefs really struggle against the run. We, it's no secret. We all know that the Bengals should have used that much more. Uh, they got pass happy in that game. When Tyler Boyd went down, they should have had, you know, six or seven on the line of scrimmage, you know, with P. Ryan and Mixon both in the game, you know, using the outside boundaries. They didn't do that. And that's why they lost that game. I mean, it's it's very evident. So I, I think that the Eagles speed is going to help them in this game on offense. I love their offensive line. I mean, you know, we don't have to go through. Everybody knows all their players. You know, Kelsey's a dude. You know, I mean, he's just unbelievable. I mean, you look at that guy and he is just a machine on the field. The power he generates for his size is is undetermined. It's incredible. And I have full respect for him. Um, I think the run game is the key here. You know, it's hard to quantify, like, you know, what prop do you bet for which running back? Because if you look, you know, everybody thought that they were going to run one running back and people bet the over prop and then the game has changed a little bit. I think the best props Jalen Hurts over like 48 and a half rushing yards. I mean, because even in passing situations, and if they get into those, he's still going to be able to use his feet. And the Chiefs have given up some serious run yards to quarterbacks this year. Um, you know, I think Burrow had like 40 and 48 against them, you know, the two times they played. And he's not even really, you know, I mean, I know he's fleet of foot, but, it, you know, Jalen Hurts is unbelievable when it comes to, you know, making those plays. I like Jalen Hurts over rush yards. I think it's a great bet probably in this game. I love that. Yeah, you mentioned Burrow. He is he's sneaky athletic and, and getting out of the pocket, stacking up some rush yards. Um I obviously follow the Twitter account, Gotham City Vig, no doubt. Uh you always dive into these games and, and kind of get into the games within the game. You talked about the Eagles rushing attack, but what other matchups um between obviously the Eagles and Kansas City kind of stand out to you that are gonna determine the outcome of this game? Dallas Goddard. Um he's got it in the middle of the field. Chiefs are weak there. Everybody knows it. You know, they're going to come out four wide, three on one side, one on the other. Goddard in there. He's got it in the middle of the field. It's that simple. And if they can run the football, 
then Dallas Goddard's in the middle of the field, the Chiefs are in trouble, no doubt. So I think Dallas Goddard's probably the best matchup. You know, the Chiefs don't match up very well with the uh, kind of the center field tight ends as much. You know, I, I worry a little bit about A.J. Brown, you know, in this game. He didn't, he didn't, he looked like he had lost some speed in the last game. You know what I mean? He didn't look as efficient to me. So I think that the run game, Dallas Goddard, and I, I think Devontae Smith's got a pretty decent matchup, honestly, too, in this game as well. I think he'll have a little bit better matchup than he did in the last one. So I expect him to have a little bit. But, man, I think uh, I think Goddard's got a great matchup here. And, of course, <clears throat> I love Quez Watkins. How, how can they not find Quez Watkins in this game? He's got the matchup. He's got the same Tyler Boyd matchup. Boyd had 40 receiving yards in the first quarter, one quarter. If he does that, it's, a, you know, 130, 40, 50 yards for the game. We, you know, we loved him last week, and he got his over because he was only like 38 and a half, but he got that in one quarter. So, you know, it's matchups like that in these special games where these guys have to step up big. And, you know, Quez, Quez should be open. Dallas Goddard should be open. So, man, if they can run the football, mm, Chiefs are going to struggle here and look out. Yeah, we always say on this podcast, you got to run the damn ball, but – uh, I know Goddard, once he kind of came back from injury, he, he, he kind of fell into the shadows a little bit, but but he popped early in that Giants game. Then you mentioned Quez, obviously looking at Tyler Boyd last week. He was eating real early, and the game totally changed when he went out. So we'll have to keep an eye, have to keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, on the flip side, obviously Kansas City, very good team. Mahomes, uh, Andy Reid, guys that have kind of been there, done that, uh, if you will. But kind of from the Kansas City perspective, how are they going to try to attack the Eagles? And and if you're Andy Reid, be enemy, what can they exploit in this Eagles defense that maybe hasn't been tested so much? Uh, Pacheco getting the ball out wide is my space for, you know, what they can do to the Eagles here. Um, I think you're going to see them use him, you know, in screen motions outside. Um, I think you're going to see a little bit more run game, a little bit more screen game towards the outside leverage points here to open up that deep passing game. You know, <clears throat> Kansas City has been unbelievable, and I think the public kind of, you know, or people don't want to really give, like, the full credit of what they've done. If you go through the schedule this year and look at the defenses that they've played that have been metrically in the top 10, they've been unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, Mahomes is great. He, no matter what you say, I think his ankle is going to be fine for this game. I don't want to delve in too much to it because I put it out in the Twitter that the original injury was more medial ankle than true high ankle, I believe, because with a true high ankle with real injury, he wouldn't have been able to move at all. And you saw that he moved pretty well in that Bengal football game. Um, I think he's going to move fine in this game. So I think that's really a moot point. I don't even think that's a point for discussion unless he hurts it during practice some way, somehow. I think that's, you know, off the board. I mean, as far as injury designation goes, you know, for that Bengal game, they took him off the injury report. He wasn't even listed on in that game. And listen, when you have a high ankle and you've got six days to prepare, that's not happening. So I think Mahomes will be fine. I think Pacheco's going to be huge for them in this game. I'm not sure if McCole Hardman's going to play. It, You know, to me, even if he plays, how effective is he going to be? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Scantling's unbelievable. You know, Sky Moore could be sneaky in this game a little bit. So I really dug deep into some of the matchups here with this, and I really looked at the real top teams that the Eagles played from an offensive perspective. And their numbers, they dwindled just a little bit from what appears to be 
you know, a dominating pass defense. Their pass rush is still good, but their pass defense may have dwindled just a teensy bit off of here. I think that, you know, people are, are expecting this pass defense to be elite in this game and Kansas City did not score. And if you look at what Kansas City's done to the other elite teams these last several years, that hasn't happened. They may be able to limit them, but they're still going to score. And I think an interesting point in this game is you're going to see the public come in. I think they're going to bet the under in this game. I really do. I think you've seen a little bit of that, and then you've seen some of the professional money start to kind of edge up towards the over a little bit, uh, you know, with all the talk and everything like that. So I think it's going to be a fascinating game. You know, the classic game script is KC is unbelievable in the first quarter, right? Andy Reid's record in these games in the first quarter is incredible, bar none. Plays scripted, all that stuff, and then they feed off of it, you know, from there. So, you know, would I be surprised by a fast start from Kansas City? No. Would I expect the Eagles to have to play maybe a little bit of catch up with them? Yeah, and that doesn't really worry me too much, like for the finale of the game. But I think you'll see the classic, you know, KC start pretty well. And then let's see if, uh, you know, Philly and Jalen Hurts can't get going and kind of catch up to them. Yeah, we know Andy Reid pretty well. He gets off to those hot starts, and then it's, it's a it's a roller coaster. At least looking back on, on the Eagle days, um, but it's kind of a good segue because the Eagles haven't played many games with that that game script, falling behind and then having to play catch up. The recipe for them this year has been get out to a lead, let that pass rush feast, and just run run the ball. Um, and I kind of want to segue to the coaches a little bit. Andy coached a lot of football, coached a lot of big games. Nick Sirianni's in year two. He hasn't really coached a ton of huge games, a ton of tight yeah. games. So, like, w- what do you make of the coaching matchup here? So, if you go back and look at the Super Bowls, the coach with the significant more experience in these games has not fared well. It's interesting. I think their cover rate is, like, 31%. Um, it's really low. So... I mean, you know, does that give, you know, the Eagles fans maybe a little bit more hope? Yeah, a little bit. I, I think that, that you know, he's got all of his coaches in such good positions. And I don't really worry about Sirianni at all. I think that, you know, he's got his O coordinator, his D coordinator. I think they're functioning at high levels. I don't think there's going to be any game situations where they're going to mismanage the game. I haven't seen that. I, I've only seen great game management from him. And I've watched the majority of their games this year. I, I don't give Andy Reid any significant, you know, elevation edge in this game. I mean, do I like the enemy? Yeah, do I, li- I, I do like him. I mean, he's going to have some cool matchups for the game. We all know it. They'll get something cool going, you know. I, I think Philly's coaching staff will match up with him pretty well in this game. I think Philly will be very prepared. I like it. Yeah, he's he's done a nice job. It's just, it's just you got, you got to wonder because – it's been been an easy road so far this year for the most part. So when shit hits the fan, if, if, if it does, we don't know what to expect, but I'm confident as well. Um, anything else about the game stand out? Like, like I mentioned earlier, I know you, you dive really deep about injuries, officiating crews, anything else about this matchup or this game stand out to you? So I think, uh, I think that the, the uh, referee assignment, I have my stuff, my paperwork's upstairs. I think the referee assignment is Carl Sheffers, right? He's the, he's the guy, right? For this game. Um, he has been, he, his crew has called the most penalties, uh, this year, I believe they average the most flags per game. The reason why I bring that up is because that's good for Philly from the standpoint of if they don't call offensive holding on Kansas city, 
then Philly's in trouble. They've got to get to Patrick Mahomes. If you let those guys run wild in the secondary, no matter who it is, with how they have the ability to ad lib, I mean, is there a better ad lib tandem than Kelsey and Mahomes? Absolutely not. It's unbelievable. And you can't defend that. You can study film all you want. It doesn't matter. That's them knowing and playing forever, seeing things, concepts, defenses. DBs can't adjust to that for periods of time. So if you if you see Carl Chaffer's crew not call offensive holding on Kansas City in this game, that's going to be a real problem for Philly. So I think that the, the referee assignment here favors Philly, to be honest with you, from that offensive holding standpoint. I love it. I love it. I know the other thing that, that you kind of preach, um, you know, anybody that follows – Sports betting or, or sports betters got guys that do a lot of legwork. Um, you know, you some some people preach get get on the, the the number early, right? You preach get as much information as you can. Watch the line move. What are you looking for in this last week and in the lead up to the Super Bowl? So, yeah, you know, great question. I mean, you know, <clears throat> they call it closing line value. We won't get into that here today. Um, you saw when this opened up. Uh, the Chiefs opened up minus one. You saw a wave of sharp money come in immediately and bet Philly plus a one and a pick. And then I think uh, basically back up to minus one, minus one and a half is kind of where all the sharp money resides in this game. Um, <clears throat> you know, it'll be interesting to see if it gets back up to two, two and a half. I know there was a moment in a couple shops that it was KC plus three. I mean, you know, if you get KC plus, if you got Philly minus, or plus the one and KC plus the three, I mean, man, you got the best of both worlds. You know what I mean? You're in business. I mean, you're looking for a super close game. I, I just, I, I like information. Um, you know, when people say that you can't win by not getting the opening number at the moment, I, I'm going to tell you, I've seen the greatest people live bet on game day for a majority of my time. I, I've seen it. I watch it. I witness it. Because limits don't go up sometimes on these games till certain moments. You know, sharp money buying a number early on at low limits means nothing, in my humble opinion. Because so they bought a number, okay, but then they're waiting for information. So if they're waiting for information, then they either add to it or buy off of it, right? So if you tell people to do that, you're having them put an influx of money in the market on a specific game. And they have to be prepared for that. And if they're not prepared to play that way, uh, it, you know, it's a struggle for people. I mean, you know, because oh, I'm, I'm just going to take my original number, but then your information's different. You know what I mean? It's like if you see Mahomes twist his ankle tomorrow and, you, you know, you've got the Chiefs at, you know, minus one, you know, what are you going to do? You right. Know? Yeah, that's that's why you're the guy to follow for the recreational better, man. Yeah, I think it's certain. I think in college basketball, um, closing line value on totals is probably the premier market for CLV. Um, you know, those lines move so drastically and so much. And if you're sharp enough and you have your initial numbers, that makes sense. I disagree in the NFL, man. I think CLV is of absolute n no value. And I think you need information. And a lot of times people will pay for information, you know, and listen, this is a one off game, right? So you're going to have somebody come on here and they're going to argue and they're going to be like, well, look, if I can get Philly right now, it, it, you know, at minus 115, well, I'm going to bet them and I'm not going to wait for information until Sunday because they might be a dollar 30. Right. You're paying 15. You're losing 15 cents of value. I understand it. But you're paying for information. Right. In a right. one off game, one off, not every day, every week. I'm not saying that. But in this particular game, 
you need that information. Um, you know, we needed information last year. We love the Bengals, but I had to make sure that, you know, their linebacker and their defensive linemen were playing against the Rams last year. They were hurt going into that game. If those guys don't play, I'm not betting the Bengals. It ain't going to happen. There's no way. But Philly's very healthy this year. You know, I think that's something we have to really talk about. And I believe I'm correct in this. Their punter is playing in this game, correct? I I'm, I need to confirm as well. Uh, but, yeah, I think I saw something that Sipos, like, returned to the active roster, I want to say. Yeah, I believe he did. And, and basically, I mean, they've got, a, they've got a great bill of health for this game. Kansas City, not so much. And I think that also favors a little bit later in the game towards Philly. I love to see uh, Philly's original punter come in uh, for this game. And I believe he is on the active roster. And that's, you know, it's little things like that. You know, a long snapper, you know, I mean, in that moment of trust, does a long snapper get hurt? You know, those are little nuances of the game. We're in a game like this when the pressure's so high, you want your dudes out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And just from like a, a fan's perspective, like you, you need every break, you need, Every guy, you know, it, it takes it takes a little bit of luck or, or magic to, to to win a championship, and and just for, from the seat of the fan, but you can relate to it uh, in the gambling as well. Uh, I know you mentioned Jalen Hurts uh, and the rushing yards, uh, but any other props stand out or, or or any any picks on the game that you'd like to share? Yeah, I like I like Goddard over uh, receiving yards. I think it's got a great uh, great chance to get there. I think Goddard anytime touchdown does. I mean, Quez Watkins, I, and, and I don't know what it is at this very moment. So, I, I mean, if I quote something, it's from, you know, a couple of days previous. You know, his receiving yards was like 13 and a half. I mean, he catches one pass in the routes he typically runs, that wins, right? No doubt. How can you not go Quez Watkins? He's got a great matchup. How can they not look his way in this game a little bit? Not all the time, but a little bit. Um. You know, I think those metrics make great. I like to to fade, you know, some of the big players in these games. You know, like Chris Jones. Everybody's going to bet Chris Jones a sack or Chris Jones over tackles and stuff like that. Philly's going to do everything they can to not let that guy wreck this game. So I'd bet the under on his totals. You know what I mean? Like tackles, sacks, you know, um, Philly to have more sacks makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, Goddard, anytime touchdown, over yards. Quez Watkins, same thing. I mean, you know, that's where value is. You know, value is not betting A.J. Brown in this game, you know, because they're going to set his metrics so high. And I don't think he has the greatest matchup. Um, so I think Devontae Smith has a little bit better matchup, too, as well, excuse me, <clears throat> um, in this game. I like it. Uh, I mean, a a any other notes or, or nuggets you'd like to share while we have you on here? I think the Super Bowl is, uh, you know, is amazing. I mean, you get these ebbs and flows and runs in these games, right? You know, like a team will score two or three times and you think they're going to blow them out, you know, and do all this stuff. <clears throat> you know, it's such a great game to watch because this halftime that is so long really changes momentums in these games. It can be, you know, the distinguishing difference between winning and losing these games. I mean, momentum is, I mean, look at the New England-Atlanta game. Look at the San Francisco uh, Baltimore Ravens game, you know, when the, when the lights went out, <laughs> Ray Ray was looking for him, <laughs> <laughs> uh, almost looking for him. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the public does this week with this game. You know, do they just think that Philly's better and they bet Philly because they want to see someone else win? 
you know, the predominant amount of money at this time has been on Philly, but you have to understand that that so little of the money has come in. There's so much more to happen, you know, this week and Saturday, Sunday. I would never evaluate the market on a day like today because I don't think you can evaluate it. I think it's impossible to know, you know, what the market is. I mean, right now, all the books need Philly, you know, or excuse me, need KC, you know, for everything. But I think that'll change a little bit for game time. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what happens in the, in the mix. But I'll tell you something, you know, the public has won the Super Bowl the last uh, 10 years. They've, they've done pretty well. So I wouldn't be too concerned if I was a Philly fan, if like the public likes you know, Philly or anything like that. I think it's more of a game and emotional matchup. So that's the way I see it. Just one game. Um, yeah. You got to follow Gotham City Vig uh, throughout the week leading up to this Super Bowl. Get ready for the big game. Uh, and we'll thank you for your time, man. Really appreciate all the information, all the insights, uh, and your time for sure. So thank you for joining the show. And uh, best of luck with all your wagers and enjoy the big game. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for uh, having us stop by. I know this is a local Philly podcast, so, uh, you know, fly, Eagles, fly. And I just got to say one last thing. Um, That Jalen Hurts rendition of fly, Eagles, fly. I have to find somebody else to sing that after the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Just just leave it to the play on the field, Jalen. Thanks again, man. Best of luck and enjoy. You got it. Take care. Thank you. And once again, that is... The Batman on Twitter at Gotham City Vig. What a conversation. Uh, I feel like you don't get that kind of insight a lot of places. You definitely aren't getting that on Radio Row in Glendale this week. Uh, Only here and only from the Batman. So once again, big thanks to him for spending some time with us uh, ahead of the Super Bowl here. Uh, Before we pick the game, we got to call into the spot in the shade line. 215-385-5164. 215-385-5164. That's how you get involved. Leave a message, and Bomb and I will answer uh, on the next episode. So let's see what we've got on the spot in the shade line ahead of Super Bowl 57. Guys, uh, have, a, have a quick violation question ruling for, uh, that I'm going to need from you. Guy I work with this tells me that his brother is flying himself his wife and his two kids aged eight and four out to the Super Bowl. My question to you, well, I guess number one, he got pissed off when I told him that's a violation. He asked why. I said, there's no way on God's green earth that kid who scores is going to remember anything of this. You're paying top dollar. Hey, you're paying top dollar for the ticket. B, someone else can use it. I guess number one, is it right or wrong to bring a four-year-old to the Super Bowl when an Abraham and a person who's waited a hell of a whole lot longer probably would die to get in that stadium. And B, is, it, is, it, is this guy right for getting upset with me for calling out his brother for being a moron? Need a ruling. This caller needs a ruling, man. So we- <laughs> That's a great call. That's a great call. G, G what do is- you think? I'll let you, I'll let you tee this up and give your take. So I guess, I guess that it was a two part question. First part being, is the guy wrong for for taking his wife and his kids out to the Super Bowl eating four <laughs> years old? And then the, part two was is our caller uh, an asshole for calling out the violation? That's tough. Uh, I mean, if if this person's got the cash flow to make it work, um, sure. Like, be my guest. Take your family. Make a memory out of it. 
I think the only caveat I would say is like, I mean, I, I'd say this if I was going by myself, like I, I always advocate for this. Like I'd rather be at the NFC championship game at the link or, or the divisional round game at the link than be at the Super Bowl. Like I'd rather watch those in person, get the home crowd, feel the juice, be down in Philly, the hometown, and then watch the Super Bowl on TV. Um, because the Super Bowl, it's just like it's too much of an event. There's too much stuff going on it's aside corporate. from the game. And I don't know what, what, what the views are like. Like you, you always see like those pictures of people at the Final Four or pictures of people at – the Super Bowl, and it's like your view kind of looked like shit. You don't know what kind of view you're going to get. So, well, I'll gee, say the, like the stadium doesn't change. It's not like the Final Four where you know you go to you know Hagen Arena and you're watching fourth. You're, you're sitting next to two thousand people, and you go to the Final Four. You're sitting in a football stadium. It's still a football stadium, but I I understand your point. Yeah, like I'm. I guess I'm just saying, like you know that they're going to jam pack every person into that building that they can and, and pop them for the seven seven keg ticket um but yeah I, I i guess you're right like it is a football stadium so it's not really the view but just just the whole pageantry the event itself like the super bowl is a, a, is a tv game for me unless i got some once in a lifetime opportunity to go uh but i don't think i would take my, my four-year-old um and and even my eight-year-old if i really wanted to like be plugged into the game like you're gonna have to be kind of watching watching your kids and i don't have kids so i'm not trying to speak out of place here, but I feel like if I had to take two kids to the game that were at that age, like my full attention would not be on the game. So that's where I stand on, on part one. What about part two? Well, if somebody said that to me at my place of work, I, I don't think I'd be calling calling a hard violation uh, right to their face. I'd probably come on this podcast and, and call for a violation and, and keep things anonymous. Oh, okay. Somewhat like the, the caller did, but I, I don't think I'd have the stones to say to their face. I'd, I'd give them the, the, yeah, oh, that's so nice, like great memories and everything. And then I would come on here and tell you like, man, what a jerk off. <laughs> Dude, truer words have never been spoken. That is like you to a T. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, right or wrong, like it is what it is. Like I, I, I don't like to to kill people and pe- people have different preferences. Everybody's different. Like if you're, if you're going to enjoy that, if that's what, how you prefer to, to watch the game or to be distracted from the game, but make the memory, that's great. That's not how, how I see it or how I would prefer it. Um, and I, I'm not going to kill you to your face for, for trying to make something nice for your family, man. No, I, I hear you. Where are you at on this? I don't think it's a violation to call the guy out. Um, I I would have said the exact same thing. Like, really? Like a four-year-old? Even an eight-year-old is like questionable. It, you have to ask yourself this, G. Would you bring a four-year-old to like a, a Phillies game? <laughs> I don't, maybe a Sunday day game, but like. A seven o'clock Phillies game? Would you bring them to like a seven o'clock Phillies game on a school night? Or like what would you do? Would you would you bring your four year old to a Phillies game at seven oh five? Yeah, but I would know that I'm leaving in like the fifth inning. So like then I, there's it your wouldn't answer. Be like a big ga- yeah, it wouldn't be a big game. It would be like this is for my kid. But like the Super Bowl I'm sorry, man, but like it 
It ain't for your kid. See, if I had a four-year-old, he'd he'd be he'd be sanctioned one game of the Philly schedule. Hey, son, son, look, grenade. <laughs> it's nothing personal, pal, but you want to get in on the Sunday game and celebrate the Fanatics' birthday? Oh, great. I'll buy you the ice cream and the hat. You can do the rock climbing. You could do the whole fucking thing. You could do the wiffle ball, all the bullshit that those assholes were doing at the NL- NLCS. That's the Fanatics' birthday. Super Bowl? You're going to bring a fucking four-year-old across multiple fucking time zones to the Super Bowl? You are an asshole! <laughs> That's not... I mean, I'm, I'm, not, pre- the, you, you, I'm, I'm not kidding. You are an asshole. The guy sitting next to you is working for like Visa or like he paid fucking 10 grand for his ticket and he's got little Johnny sitting there with the fucking popcorn spilling all over the sticky hands with the soda on the fucking seat. Come on, man. You can't have a four-year-old at a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I appreciate you being candid. Like, I don't disagree. I just, I, I, I personally wouldn't have the stones to be like, yeah, man, that's a total dickhead move to to do that, but it's the truth. Good call. Great call. Yeah, great call. Before, so last last thing, and I think that kind of leads us into a discussion. Uh, you heard a call on one of our local sports radio stations, I believe it was earlier today, kind of in the same swim lane as that discussion. Uh, and we want to get to that before we give our game picks and, and wish everybody the best uh, for Sunday. Do you, do you want to do you want to hit the hit the do you have the button do you have the audio? Oh wow, it's been a minute. It's been a long time, folks, but we got a bone to pick this week. Major bone. This is a secondhand bone, but major major bone. So I'm. Here I am on my lunch break doing a little banking, you know what I mean? Like like an like like an old school American going up to the bank. You know? Uh and I and I got I got the I got the radio dialed. 975. It's Super Bowl week. I want to hear the vibes, the you know, the the pulse of this city as as you will. This guy calls in. He sounds downtrodden, sounds depressed. Dude, is we heading to Super Bowl week? Are you kidding me? And he goes, "Oh, uh, I need I need your guys take and they go oh no and and the host had to have had to have had like the notes from the producer you know just knowing what was coming they're like t- they're like tell us this call isn't what we think it's about <laughs> so this guy calls in he goes am I right to be angry with my friend well not only are you right to be angry with your friend pal. The guy shouldn't be your friend anymore. Basically, what happened is this guy is in the wedding of a guy who's having a destination wedding, which I have my own opinions about. But it turns out the destination wedding is on a Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Jesus. The ceremony begins about an hour and a half before kickoff. You got pictures... You got cocktail hour. You got the big, the big dinner, the whole deal. On a Sunday, 
And apparently the groom said to his buddies, Oh, we, we originally meant to have it on a Saturday, but our travel agent fucked up. And so this guy calls in and he's bitching and the hosts are chopping it up back and forth. Well, did, did this guy not know? Did this guy not believe? What like What's the deal? What's the deal? Is he not an Eagles fan? Is he not a football fan? And the guy who's calling in goes, oh, no, he's a big Eagles fan. He's got an Eagles tattoo. And I, and I heard that, G, and, and I'm sorry. Um, you know it, right? I'm going through this same process right now. And I looked at the calendar, G. And uh, I'm not like T-Mac, who's having his, his son's wedding during the, you know, during the Phillies run. I'm not, I'm not like this guy who's having a destination wedding on fucking Super Bowl Sunday. Are you, dude, even if the Eagles aren't in it, I'm still not coming to your fucking wedding. And I'm no longer your friend. Don't fucking talk to me ever again. I look at the calendar, G, and I and I and I find this little sweet spot. It's 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 a little narrow window between the Super Bowl and March Madness, and 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 that's where I landed. Okay, but to to hear this story and hear this groomsman or best man, whoever, all downtrodden. Oh, am I? Do I have a right to be ticked off, buddy? Hell yeah. First of all, you committed to going to the wedding. You knew it was Super Bowl Sunday. You had to have known when the RSVPs were due that the Eagles were in the mix. You should have said, pal, I'm sorry. I'm not coming. Or if 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 you're doing a wedding at a destination, there's got to be a big screen. There's It, it literally has to be an Eagles-themed wedding. That's the only way I come. But to hear this and then hear about this guy who's got the tattoo, it just takes me back to all these people who are, and I'm not the fan police. I'm not the guy who's going to sit here and say, you're a fan, you're not a fan. Uh, let me see your fan card, this, that, and the other. But honestly, it takes me back to like my childhood. 1996, 1997, 1998. I'm sitting at home as nine-year-old bomb watching this team get their fucking brains beat in against the Seattle Seahawks opening day 1998 en route to a 3-13 fucking season. You go to school on Monday morning Every dickhead's got a fucking Denver Broncos and Green Bay Packers fucking, you know, the the starter jacket. And I'm sitting there in my Eagles gear watching this team get fucking throttled, thinking to myself, what the fuck do I have to do to win a football game as a nine-year-old kid? And here I am now at 33, and you get into the game, and you got every Tom, Dick, and Harry in a teeny bopper crop topper with the fucking vans and the the half-filled, you you know what I'm talking about, the half-filled cart and the... Fucking Miller Lite, they're lugging it to the subway because they tailgated all day. Oh, go, 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 Barrett, go, Barrett, shut the fuck up. I'm so sick and tired of these people with their tattoos and their bullshit fandom. Go on your fucking destination wedding. Call up SpaceX, launch yourself into fucking space. I never want to hear about you ever a fucking again. That's fantastic. That's a fantastic rant. It's funny. You talk about the people that are like bobbling the the half empty case of, of beer going back to the subway and, and you're walking in, you're like, stadium's that way. Stadium's that way. Stadium's that way. <laughs> but that that's so bad. Like I feel like if you're the that that best man caller, like you definitely have a right to be angry, but like I don't, I, it's a tough spot to be. 
like I, you lay the hammer down. I, I guess I'm empathizing a little bit, but like you made a good point when you had to send that RSVP in, like the Eagles had to be the favorite to win the NFC. Like it had to be what, probably sometime in December, the Super Bowl odds are, are below a thousand plus a thousand. And, and you're, you're sending in that RSVP. Like that's when you print out like the futures and, and you put it in with the no and you cir- you circle the Eagles on the NFL futures to win the NFC and to win the Super Bowl and you you send the no but no that's I don't know how you can call yourself like a diehard Eagles fan and schedule a Super Bowl Sunday wedding like that's just one of the greatest dichotomies I've ever heard in my entire life and even if whether they're making the Super Bowl or not whether they're in for a good year or not how in God's name are you, are you doing that and, and calling yourself a, a football fan and and having the tad? It's hard hard to hard to make sense of for me. Gee, Super Bowl Sunday I associate with like eating like shit, drinking a ton, like pizza wings, Stromboli's cheesesteaks, beers, sitting on your couch not moving. That is the furthest thing from a beach destination wedding in the fucking islands. Yeah. Uh, I'm dude I'm honestly I'm honestly kind of speechless I had something that I wanted to say about it um but this this has just taken me taking me off my game it's that bad is it, is it possible you're considering a destination wedding for for your personal situation and you hadn't yet looked at the 2024 Super Bowl schedule no no not not a chance in hell um no that's not it it's just like how, I don't know how that happens It'll come back to me, but let's let's pick the game. Let's not waste anyone else's time. This has been a healthy episode, uh, rightfully so. We got big game, Super Bowl 57, Eagles-Chiefs in Glendale Sunday evening. We're going scores. It's our last pick of the year, Bomb. We'll post their records. I know we've, we've been slacking a little bit, but I, I've got everything tallied that's been put out on this podcast, on Twitter, on Instagram. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at TFTSPod and on Instagram at Thoughts from the Shade, our final selection of the football season. We gave you the Bengals and the points last year. That got you home. In championship games, we are 3-0, and 2-0 and in college, the national championship, 1-0 and in the Super Bowl. We're going to try to make it 4-0 right now, and I think you know where we're going, but Bob, you lead us off. Well, first of all, just, just so I'm clear on the record here, G., I would like all of my picks for the uh, uh, playoff pool incorporated. I got a, I got a whoa, chance. Whoa, 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 whoa! I got a chance at making some big money, big, big money here, G. Um, nah, you, you, you've done a nice job, but they, they didn't hit any TFTS land, so <laughs> I can't count them. Can't count. That hurts. Them. That hurts. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I look for a, def- a different defensive strategy. I look for Gannon to bring the corners down, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Play some press, man. I, I I look for them to, you know, rush for at times, but also bring some heat, you know, into the A-gap, make Mahomes kind of move around, roll out. Can he find a guy? I, I, you know where I'm going here, dude. I, I, I think this is going to be an indictment of Big Red. I think this will be a game where people sit there and say, hang on, is Andy Reid great? Or is it because he's got Patrick Mahomes? Um, 
I think the Eagles win the game 33 to 18. Wow. Couple odd numbers there, dude. And I actually think it would be worse if not for Nick S leaning on that O line at the end, running the clock out. I, I I'm not sure the Eagles are gonna be stopped. Maybe they punt the ball twice. I I like the weird numbers. I like the idea of Nick S kind of going for two in a certain situation. Andy trying to play catch up, missed PATs, two point conversions, et cetera, 33 18. I'm not going to belabor this anymore. Um, this game could play out in a number of different ways. We got a lot of good insights for, from Bomb, uh, from the Batman. I think you put it all together. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Uh, that's one thing that, that I do do think is going to happen. You know, I think our secondary might get exposed a little bit at times when the pass rush isn't getting home. I think some of our open field tackling uh, that, that hasn't been tested – might get exposed and allow Kansas City to move the ball a little bit. But the Eagles are the better team, man. They're better in the trenches on both sides. They're 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 healthier. Uh and and there's just something about this team. I said it earlier in the episode. We've said it all year. They've been the best team in the league all year. There's no need to overthink it. They're gonna be ready to go. It's a business trip. The Eagles win the Super Bowl thirty to twenty four on Sunday night. Let's go. Come on, baby. Come on, man. Um can't wait it's like i don't know i don't know if it's like the pro bowl or like no sports being on at all uh last weekend but it just feels like such a sludge and and you lose a little bit of your juice but you talk to a sharp guy you talk you talk to your boy bomb you turn that radio dial back on tune into some of the tv coverage and, and just hear everybody fired up and again everybody you talk to these last couple weeks go birds go birds what are you doing for the game what are you doing for the game it's it's just so fucking awesome and hopefully this is the new norm i know they said it went when doug won it hasn't been that long five years but let's not make it another five before we go back but let's go get this one uh and enjoy it any other last notes or, or nuggets bomb as uh as Devonte smith said at the end of last the, the the last win against the 49ers, they said, Devontae, 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 what why is it you aren't so excited? Why don't you show more emotion when you win these games? And he, he said, Bama. We got winners, G. We got winners, man. Ah, we do. Let's roll, we baby. Do. Let's roll. Uh, let's thank our sponsor at Menard Premium Detailing located in Warminster, PA, the best auto detail service in Bucks County. Uh, you can catch them on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Instagram and at MenardPremiumDetailing.com. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed our guest interview, please share this podcast with someone that you think might like it. And thank you for listening. Enjoy the big game. Go Birds. We'll talk to you next week.